This entire exhibition is about children and the way children saw the world and the world saw these children that were black children in the South, in Harlem, in, and in Brazil. The series is, there are 40 photographs in this exhibition called Gordon Parks, I Too Am America. These are from a few series from Life magazine Correct. between the 40s and the 60s. Correct. So this is all, it spans a couple of decades of his career with Life magazine. So he was the first African-American photojournalist and photographer working for Life magazine. So he was a trailblazer. Hi, I'm Diane Shuchuk, a curator here at the Albany Institute of History and Art, and the curator that brought this amazing exhibition to Albany from the University of Wichita in Kansas. So I'm lucky that I get to work in a profession that I love where I learn something new every single day. And I get to introduce our Albany audience and our visitors from around the country to these amazing artifacts that we own and that we can also bring to Albany for all of everybody else to enjoy. So in this space, these fit perfectly in here. These are the only color photographs in the show and they're all about community and revisiting Fort Scott, Kansas. So they're the, some of those powerful images that you see, and they did run in Life magazine. And what's really great about Gordon is he often wrote his own articles. He wrote the essays that accompanied these photos, and he was able to embed himself, and the people trusted him to capture them at these really kind of serene times when they were having hardships, when they were just enjoying life as well. Although this entire exhibition is about children. He also captures the story of Flavio in Rio de Janeiro, which he, he stayed in touch with Flavio for many, many years and brought him to America to get treated for medical treatment. He then reached out to him later on in life. So I think he really cared about his subjects and it shows, completely shows in these photographs about how much he related to the themes and how much he cared about all of these people. And then we have a couple of photos from when he um, was with Muhammad Ali in Florida. So these, again, show children interacting with Muhammad Ali. They may not be the most iconic photographs Gordon took of Muhammad Ali, but I think they're just as moving because they show a different sensitive side of him. That Muhammad Ali also cared about children. Do you think it's important that, we, that people are, are exposed not just to iconic photos, but see also that photos are a spectrum and Personally, I've known that what I might consider an excellent photo, somebody else might not, and vice versa. So what makes an iconic photo, and what's the importance of showing non-iconic photos? For me, the importance of showing non-iconic photos is that you realize how much he took for each story, and then it was up to the editor to decide what ended up in the magazine. So Gordon may have thought that his entire series about a subject was important, but the editor then sort of honed it in on certain images. So I think the images that become iconic are the ones that are published. Published in um, newspapers and other periodicals and that got nationwide attention that way. And that's what's great about him because Life Magazine landed in the homes of millions of people. So millions of Americans opened Life Magazine up and saw these photographs and read Gordon's words or the words of the subjects. And that's what I think makes these photographs really special. You say there's, no, there's some of these photos here I've actually seen before, so there is some iconic right. photos here. Right, some are not, you know, yeah. like, so, so most people know this one of Ella, but they also know the one of Ella with, like, the American Gothic image of her, mm -hmm. holding the brooms and, and the American flag yeah. behind her, and that is not in this exhibition because there are no children in that photograph. So uh, that, again, this is, this is um, a show focused on children's experiences in America and in Brazil. Muslim women, but this is not the photo. The, right. the one is where they're standing up. Oh, yeah. So that's probably in the yeah. article, but mm -hmm. didn't end up in this exhibition. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to see that same essay from, you know, a different photo. Yeah. yeah. I agree. 
My name is Robert Cooper, and I'm a photographer and a journalist. One of the other very iconic images in this exhibition is in the other room with the, uh, it's a color photograph in front of the store windows. Oh, yes. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Showing Sorry. the segregation signs. Yeah. Well, I think that really hits home to people, especially the, those of us that live north. Where I, I mean, we didn't grow up in that time period. I mean, so I didn't. I don't think everybody understands what it was really like to see these photographs and the crystal clear in color that says colored entrance or the water fountains separation for blacks and whites in one of the Gordon's other photographs. Segregation just looked different in the North. Correct. It just looked different. Yeah. yeah. This family, so there's one, two, six children out of chain linked fence looking into a playground. Mm -hmm. I believe he followed a family and he was really interested in, in focusing on more subtle imagery of segregation rather than the colored entrance that in the photos that we were just right. talking about. So these are all from Alabama and these um, would have had captions underneath them in the essays. So those captions are not reflected in this exhibition. That's why I think it's important to actually see the magazines and to see what, um, how these were labeled and the titles of these articles. And, um, it is interesting to think about how you take a photo and put it in a little bit of a different context and your relationship changes. You have to guess in different ways or sometimes the information is helpful. Sometimes some people find descriptions like too influential. Correct. So as curators, it's our job to interpret the works for our audience. So we can interpret one object in many different ways, depending on the theme of the exhibition. So we might look at this photograph and think about what everybody's wearing in the 1960s instead of what a civil rights theme. Or we could think about uh, the experience of shopping in Mobile, Alabama, instead of the uh, composition of the photograph. So it's up to the curator to decide what you want to tell your visitor about that particular image. And in this case, Gordon's words would be the most powerful to explain this, these images. And he was very charismatic, and he loved talking about his stuff. So if you haven't seen, there was a movie called A Choice of Weapons that was debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival. We've shown it here. And it follows other black photographers influenced by Gordon Parks, but also has a lot of him on camera. And he had a very good long life, you know, and so he, and he also um, was a filmmaker and a composer. He was truly a Renaissance man. He wasn't just a photographer. And I think that's what this exhibition doesn't ca capture really. But if you just Google him or go to the Gordon Parks Foundation's website, you will understand all the things this amazing man did during, throughout his entire life, really, up to the end. Robert, what kind of observations are you making? I like the, uh, I mean, this is basically the black struggle in America from civil rights era. I like the contrast between the, you know, color photos of Mobile, Alabama, and then coming here and all the black and white photos. So I like this great depth of variety of photography from Mr. Parks that we don't usually see. We usually see the same old photos. This is definitely a, a unique, different perspective, and I, I appreciate the fact that they didn't go with the everyday photo that you see from Mr. Parks. There's something about the darkness of the black and white, and I like, I appreciate that because it gives off a, a different mood. It makes it real moody. Like some, like even today, 
photographers with digital photography, they will raise, you know, the uh, exposure to make them fo- make the photos not so dark. But I appreciate, especially like this one has some really serious deep contrast. And even when I shoot film, I try to find the deepest contrasting black and white films I could find. Like this. This is the mood that you want to create. I mean, this is not a happy, joyful photo. So the, the dark contrast and the shadows and the, it's where they need to be. With the really bright trend, Instagram really influenced this like bright commercial look. Do you think that's kind of ruined our idea of darkening photos? I think so. And there's also this, this like, the photo that you see in this exhibit, you're not going to see taken by black photographers today because they all want to create photos of happiness and joy. So you're not going to get this, you know, real-life struggle. Even if it is in the ghetto, they're still going to make them smiling. <laughs> you know, so these kind of photos, you're not going to see too much anymore. This is Sina Bazila Iki reporting for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.